Rangers and residents of San Angeles, California. San Angeles. San Angeles. San fucking Angeles. I am your host, Grav. And uh, as always. You're going to leave is... in that long silence, right? Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> like, people need to start this episode and be like, what's happening? Is is everything okay? It's like eight seconds of silence. What's going on? And then we start talking because that's the kind of jarring feeling you need to have right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> as always, I am your host, Grav. And with me is my favorite NB, Kennedy. Hi. And today, this is our review... <clears throat> Of Power Ra- Power Rangers Operation Overdrive, a season that does not exist. I believe we can we can all agree as a as a whole. I feel as a as a collective whole of the Power Rangers community and the leftist community that cares about Power Rangers, or at least cares about this podcast, I think we can agree that this season does not exist. It's not canon, like, at all. Um, and we, we've had conversations like this prior uh, with other seasons. Uh, I think the first time we introduced this concept was Wild Force. And the reason why we didn't was because of Forever Red. Because Wild Force does not cross over to Ninja Storm. Wild Force is pretty self-contained and like the ending to Wild Force is very final. But Forever Red happens and it touched a lot of characters. And yeah. because of that, we can't just write off the season. Uh, also, we think that there is some merit in watching like Danny Delgado and some some of those episodes like some of those episodes legitimately have value as it's a viewer. wild now, but I can see it, you know, after watching a bunch of Operation Overdrive. We watched nearly every episode of this season, um, which is horrible to say. We should have stopped way sooner, but we felt like something, something ethics of the show... Which is like the stupidest thing imaginable. I can't believe that we actually had a conversation like that and that that convinced us to watch this much of it. <laughs> I think, no, like, to, I, be fair, to be fair, no, I think really we should have stopped. To, we, we really should have stopped after the Rangers, the Rangers crossover episodes. Because at that point, we realized, because we were like, there's some pog moments in here. There's some legitimately like pog moments, right? Especially with seeing Xander because we fucking love Xander and seeing Adam who was quickly raising up the ranks of like being some of the best Rangers we've seen, you know, mm-hmm. we got to see Tori again. Um, all this other like really pog stuff was happening, but even that was ruined by the Operation Overdrive characters and like the unnecessary wanton violence. Like, violence for the sake of violence being shown. And just, like, a whole lot of punching, a whole lot of wailing, a whole lot of fucking explosions behind people as they jump and leap forward in the most awkward facial expressions with or without uh, morphed-up suits. 
like just all of it just I, we, all of that never, shit dragged it down like i've I, never seen a, i've never seen an episode have like as many like moments of like you could legitimately reflect upon yourself and improve as a show this could have been lost galaxy this could have been another lost galaxy scenario where the beginning is like fumbling the bag Right, you got a little bit of pog moments, which we did have with Will. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit with Will, a little bit with Dan. But at the end of the day, like even at that ep- at those episodes, which we gave it the biggest of chances, like you only lasted as far as you did. Tell me not, you only lasted as far as you did. We would have quit at behind the scenes. We would have legitimately quit at behind the scenes because what I would have what I would have heard from you is there's this season is forever ruined. There's nothing that could justify this episode. But you knew ahead of time that there was a poggy potentially poggy crossover. And that's why you held out as much as you did. And then we watched one more episode after that. And we were like, oh, no, like legitimately this season's just not going to get better at all yeah um and then we stood out for like one or two more episodes and that was that was basically it yeah that's when we knew for sure it was just uh just there's nothing redeeming at one point i definitely thought that this would be the best of the worst like i thought that this was going to be a bad season but that it wouldn't necessarily be worse than wild force or turbo I would say about 10 episodes in I, that's that's kind of still how i felt as i was like ah this doesn't necessarily feel like worse than some of the absolute worst that we've seen it's pretty bad it's pretty down there but there's some minor redeeming elements that are almost saving it for me and then so it just got so much worse it's so like much worse that i just i started to feel i've never felt this way making this podcast before but i started to feel like I'm a grown-ass adult wasting my time watching a children's television show. <laughs> no, I felt even worse than that. I, I felt even worse than that. I felt like I am wasting my time watching content. Like on a, on a very fundamental core, I am wasting my time by, by watching this, this, this video with you. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that's how bad it is. It's not just the fact that it's a kid's show because really, I don't even really think they played it up for kids. I don't know where this season was going, no. who the audience was. Total mystery. You have an unlikable billionaire. You have an unlikable billionaire son. You have a black dude that is great as his, that is great at his job. But unfortunately, because the writers are fucking racist, they code him as a stereotypical criminal who just so happens to have like a gray area legal job of like doing basically security penetration testing. Yeah. You have uh, Dax who the, the writers like hate Asians. Like legitimately. There is something going on this season with the writers the, and the Asian writers because hate they Asians. Dax so much they're so bad to him all the time um and even at the end 
his finale. We watched the finale, by the way. We did we watch, did the, watch finale. the finale. The finale concludes with him deciding he would rather direct than act. Which, on its face value, is not so bad. Except they kept emphasizing all throughout the movie, you're not a handsome white man. You don't belong being the hero of a film. Like, they, they gave that message over and over, and then at the end of the movie, he's like, actually, I'll just work behind the camera. That feels kind of fucked up, given the way that he's been treated trying to be a leading man in a film. Like, what? Something was so weird about all of that. Oh, my God. Yeah. This this season, I, I, I think I figured it out somewhere around, like, the the I think it was by the time we got to the Retro Ranger episode, that was when I figured out that, like, everybody has the mentality of a 12-year-old, except for Will and Dan sometimes. I feel like Dan is Dax. like, sorry, Dax. Will and Dax are like the only ones that sometimes don't behave like they're 12 years old. But the billionaire but behaves like a 12 year old. Like, they're still kind of like 15. Like, but I'm just saying, like, in general, though, even like Will is really selfish a lot and like basically takes till the very end to learn a very simple lesson that like they try to teach him from the beginning. Yeah, he doubles um, down a lot. He doubles then, down. Like, I feel his... like he he like bears the cross of this show on sure, him. Sure, no, most. he he definitely he gets shit on by everyone else a lot, and so to an extent, he kind of has the Jack thing going on in SPD, where you can't blame him for being a jerk to these other people somewhat. But then also sometimes he's just being a selfish weirdo in these ways that are like just. So remarkably unlikable. Plot for the sake of plot. So contrived. And then Dax is like weirdly sarcastic and dismissive of others at random times. Like when when it doesn't fit his character at all. So inconsistent. So inconsistent. And then like they treat him like shit. Like absolutely. Dog shit. Bad. So even every our best single time that something, every single time that something good happens to Dax, they at the very last second they pull the rug. So much so that it becomes a trope to pull the rug from Dax all the time. Every time something good happens to him, when he gets on the View, when he gets his own movie, mm-hmm. that he gets to be the lead actor for. Come on. Dax gets punished anytime he wants a nice thing for no reason in ways that no other ranger is punished. Every, I kid you not, no character grows. Maybe Will a little bit. And the only reason why is because Will has to make up 10 times as hard as everybody else when he, when he messes up. Because when Dax messes up, it's like, oh, we expect that from Dax. When any of the others mess up, there's like, oh, uh, that sucks. When Will messes up, all of a sudden, everybody's like, yo, Will, what the fuck, man? Rose is supposed to be the genius and literally does stupid shit all the time and just gets forgiven for it. Yeah. Because it's like, well, she's... She's college educated. He's normally really smart. So, like, it doesn't matter that, like, she actually fucks up the mission a lot. 
yeah. There's so many plot holes. So many plot holes. And you know, we so revealed some in the intro. There, we we talked about it in the intro a little bit with the way the art the the suits work and a couple of the other stuff. But like, yo, all of a sudden, like rules will change within an episode. They'll be like, we can't do this one thing, and later on, suddenly they can do it. And it's just like, oh, why why didn't you do that in the first place? I remember I had you look up a plot. I can't even remember which episode it was. I was like, hey, didn't it have something to do with the trolls? Like the troll, he was like, I'm the last troll on earth. You pointed that oh, out. Oh, oh, the Yeti. The it's Yeti in the same in the episode. In the beginning of a certain episode, I don't know which one, we're not going to recap episodes at all. We're going to talk a little bit about the shape of the season and how it goes down, and that's it, because this sucks, and we're going to get out of here as fast as possible. Uh, but uh, there is some episode, one of the episodes, where the Yeti at the beginning goes, I'm the last Yeti on Earth. <laughs> okay, whatever. Interesting fact. At the end of the episode, he goes, I'm going to go visit my cousin. <laughs> like, and... This was not uncommon for this level of contradicting things that they had said literally minutes before. Like, they would contradict themselves in an episode frequently in this season. Super weird. Or there would just be no consequences, right? So, like, before the Retro Rangers episode, there was an episode with Will. And Will, like, had to, like, defend a diamond single-handedly because of some reason. Because the other four rangers can pilot a Megazord, but, like, the Megazord has a minimum requirement of four rangers, I guess? At that point, it did, anyway. I, it, nothing, again, nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. I guess, yeah. And then Will had to defend a duel by himself against two villains and did fantastic. Fantastic. Some of the best action sequences ever. In fact, you had stepped away. We were so jaded on this season at this point, by the way, that you had stepped away during that action sequence and you came back and I was like, I should have paused it. And I told you, I was like, I should have paused it. I was thinking about it because it was actually a really pogged action sequence. And then I was like, it probably doesn't matter, though, because as like cool as like eight out of 10 that was. It's going to it's going to get pulled right, 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 like right as it's about to achieve greatness. It's going to take the rug from under you and this is going to go back to a one. And I was right, because what happened was, was that after that. Will mm -hmm. like gave up his morpher and then uh he's like if you here's my morpher if you want me to resign I will basically right and then Hartford goes you lost a gem and looks at him and then takes his and like has his morpher or whatever and then Will walks away that's the only words that are said it doesn't say you lost a gem will you're fired he just says, you lost a gem and then puts on like sad puppy dog eyes. And then um, he gives the morpher to the butler and then he walks away. And then the butler gives the morpher back to Will saying, hey, I think you're actually a great Power Ranger and I think you could prove Hartford wrong. Here you go. 
And then Hart, there's then a scene in that episode where Hartford has a conversation with the butler, confronting the butler as to why he gave him back the 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 morpher. And Hartford goes, mm -hmm. but he lost a gem. Literally in that tone. Like a literally, he sounds kid. like that a lot. He's like, <laughs> he complains like a fucking kid. It's so bad. So bad. Everyone doesn't know growth. None of the plot matters. None of the retro. You don't find anything else about the retro rangers except for the fact that Bridge becomes the Red Ranger. But he just goes, oh, yeah, Sky got promoted to Doggy Kruger's job. Doggy Kruger took over the the whatever birdie birdie's job. So then it's a meritocracy. Of course, I get to become Red Ranger. Duh. And Bridge yeah. is cool. Like, that was like a 10 out of 10 moment. <laughs> I was like, damn, Bridge, you worked hard enough to be Red Ranger. That's crazy. But no, it's just line of secession. Who cares? Yeah. If I if you if I told you down the block if you were a Power Rangers SPD fan but never seen Operation Overdrive because you heard of how crap it is and I told you Bridge became Red Ranger you'd be like what that's cool and then I explained to you why you'd be like oh yeah duh I could have figured that out yeah there's that thing there's nothing cool or special about that we don't this is this is nothing like when Adam and Carlos meet up. And does not, not only, make sense how Adam can still morph into the Black Ranger, by the way. Does not make sense. His power Because he doesn't suffer from any it. of the issues. He didn't suffer from the fact that he had broken power coin. Nah. It nope. was like, oh, I could just morph into the Black Ranger. Uh -huh. Isn't he cool, like, guy? When they show up, when, when the Rangers show up and they ask them, how did you guys get here? They All they say is like, once a Ranger, always a Ranger. <laughs> like, they just say some dumbass shit. Uh, it's nothing which is like cool Adam. i like that line because it's from that previous season i get it it's a cool callback but still but still it's nothing like the adam carlos crossover where not only do we learn did we learn about carlos but we learned about adam when they met up right like like the really good crossovers have that quality where you get to enjoy something about both sides and then i would say even a mediocre crossover should favor the returning rangers right like even if it's like not as elegant as that it should favor the returning rangers and we could think of like uh the ninja storm return is a good example of this where like it's a mediocre crossover but because it favors the ninja storm rangers a lot it's very fun and we get yeah. to see cam just like being like yeah fuck <laughs> um you ridiculous know. the 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 like they were like yeah no cam cam's the man actually <laughs> <laughs> i think that boosted cam for my s rankings to be honest yeah so like this is this crossover is the worst possible because we barely see the retro rangers at all um, when we do see them, a lot of it's long, incoherent action scenes where they insist on changing theme songs constantly, which like... Yeah, that was... Like, first at first, time, that was so the cool. The first time they appeared... When you heard the crescendo... between the theme songs, ring. that was great. I'm like, what? What? And then you're like, it's Xander. You're like, oh, what? Hi. Yeah. And then I was like, I know, and then, 
and and like and then the Adam stuff came on and you were like this is dead and I'm like I'm telling you this is going to go back down to a one and it's because they they focus on these Operation Overdrive Rangers almost the whole time. The plot ends up basically being a whole like, oh, we got replaced, dog. We're sad. Just like, gonna go back to my old job, duh. Just gonna go be a race car driver or something else cool, whatever. I'm still um, having dubs in my life. Jeez. Jeez. Sucks so I much. I don't even to be need me. to be a ranger. You still make a hundred thousand dollars at least ridiculous stupid so let me just briefly 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 recap this entire season <laughs> oh okay let's hear it, it i like thought we that. were just gonna do the finale but all right we're gonna do it like that okay and feel free to interrupt me if you need to of course but sure. uh all right so andrew hartford is a billionaire asshole and if 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 this show was made in 2021, he'd be in the space race. But instead, it was made in 2007, so he's Indiana Jones. And he's in some forgotten temple or some bullshit, and he picks up a crown that unleashes unbelievable evil onto the world. It's 100% his fault, a fact that is never adequately addressed whatsoever. Because uh, of picking up the crown... He gets in touch with the Sentinel Knight, who's like, here's what you need to do, motherfucker, and tells him to make some Power Rangers. So he does. He gets five, well, four impressionable youths who are all, like, not being recognized enough in their fields. And he's like, I'll pay you five times your current salary. Come work for me, the eccentric billionaire. I have an island. I'll fly you there on my plane. Let's write your name down in this little black book. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Andrew Hartford takes these, these people, convinces them to become Power Rangers. His son insists Uses on becoming CRISPR one of the Power Rangers. Uses CRISPR to re-edit their genes. Yeah, edits their genes. His son insists on becoming one of the Power Rangers because he's the billionaire's son and he wants to be a Power Ranger so bad. Um, so he becomes the Red Ranger. Uh, the Power Rangers... Go around looking for the five jewels that this crown needs to reach its final form or whatever, because the villains are also doing that, and they need to beat the villains to it. Um, the villains are these two guys, Flurious and Mot Moltor, a.k.a. Snow Miser and Heat Miser, a.k.a. Uh, Mr. Freeze from the Batman movie and somebody else. I don't know, Moltor gets shit on a lot. There's also this other villain... Uh, Camdor, Camdor, can't some calendar or something, and uh, Miratrix, his like witch servant, and they're actually the strongest villains, but they don't really get that respect for some reason. Flurious becomes the final villain. We'll get to that in a second. The Rangers go around looking for five gems and mostly find them. They don't really learn any lessons along the way. They mostly are shitty people. Andrew Hartford is horrible. And uh, the Rangers clearly don't even like him. And they'll put up with almost anyone. So uh, <laughs> it's just weird shit all the way through. Um, eventually, all the five gems are assembled in one place. Uh, Flurious ends up being the final villain. Um, the Rangers beat Camdor in a different fight. Flurious beats up Moltor. Uh, Flurious is, like I said, it's, it's, it's a whole Mr. Freeze thing. He's going to freeze the world or whatever. 
Uh, he's so whack. He's like one of the worst villains ever. He turns into like Mewtwo or something, and uh, the Rangers beat his ass. Um, they think Mac is dead briefly. The Sentinel Knight brings him back to life. Also, the Sentinel Knight becomes sometimes corporeal, sometimes a battleizer. Other stuff happens. And at another point, a six ranger appears. His name is Tizon. He's from the planet Mercury. And he is definitely going to fucking sexually assault you if he gets you alone in a room. Don't take a drink that he offers you. That guy is scary. And I'm not just saying that about, like, the character. I looked up all of the rangers. And that man is on Twitter and... If anyone has ever looked like a, like someone you should stay away from on Twitter. <laughs> he just, man, he looks creepy. Like, I don't know how you're supposed to get hyped about this six ranger. I didn't even really want to talk about him, but I guess we do have to acknowledge it because he is very sus on his socials. Yeah. Stay away. Fuck. Stay away. Um, so, but that's why I didn't even mention him till after I mentioned the finale. He's just like a footnote. And he's also just like a footnote in the sense of the show. He's just this guy that shows up and is strong and stuff and he rarely matters. He has a metal detector as a weapon. Yeah. Fucking um, sucks, dude. There's a girlfriend that he wants to find and she just shows up at the end. Um, Ooh, where so... did we find her? We have no idea. We it doesn't matter. Oh, where? I, I have to go find Alcinia. Wouldn't you know it? I have Icinia right in my backyard. That was literally the plot resolution. Yeah. Um, this season had more plot convenience than the season with a magic book that you could open up to tell you what to do next in the plot. I ed I edited the Mystic Force review recently, and it's been released at this point. And uh we never complained about that book. We complained I, I about plot convenience. slight jabs about it, but it really wasn't that bad. Yeah, it really was not that bad at all. And, you know, through trials and tribulations, that happens in actual, like, other shows. Like, uh, Black Clover, for instance, had that, mm -hmm. um, that anime. So, I mean... Like now it's kind of just like, oh, that's literally a part of Black Clover and their grimoire. They learn a new spell when they're like under pressure. Right. Yeah. Um, but like we never complained about that, really. Like you made some slight jabs. Yeah. But, we, but it was never a fault of the season. We never went. This is a this gets a point off the, you know, I did mention I, I think I actually did mention in my review that plot convenience was a bit of an issue in Mystic Force, but it's like. But it was it it was like, like it was because of Phineas. <laughs> no. It wasn't because of the grimoire. Yeah, but it was and also just in general, it was nothing like this. The plot convenience. It's this is somehow worse than in Dino Thunder when they go, maybe they'll fall out of the sky, and they do, and that becomes a running gag. Um, like this is worse than that. Yeah, it is. It, it is, is ridiculous. And I just want to point, okay, so I just summed up more or less the entire season. Grav, you watched this. Did I really miss anything hardly? Like, no, it's shit I, that happens. I was going to end it with, you thought I was going to interject? Like, <laughs> you said more than I would have. Uh, yeah, no, this happens. How do they get the Megazords? 
Dad, you, Daddy, you have my Megazord ready? Daddy? In a minute, son, in a minute. Calm Daddy! Jeeves, go give this, the kids lemonade so I can finish the Megazords, Where's okay? Where's my Megazord? Five minutes. Cole, go play in the yard, okay? There's And then probably... literally 30 minutes later, <gasps> Daddy has my Megazord ready! <laughs> It's ridiculous. Literally, they yeah. act like that. Mm -hmm. He's like, all right, guys, the Megazord's ready now. And the Megazord's just bust out. And they're like, oh, Pog, my Megazord can do hydro pump, dude, like Blastoise. Yeah. Um, they get like an aircraft carrier towards the end. It's just all kinds. They the Battleizer is... Toys. The battleizer is terrifying. Let's it's not just bad, it is actually scary to behold once you realize it's like full form. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But so the Sentinel like Knight crafty in horror. The Sentinel Knight is able to morph into a uh a suit of armor, I guess. Uh for the Red Ranger, and that's the battleizer. It's chunky. It's a chunky boy. And uh, the chest piece opens up to, like, I don't know, Venom from Star Fox on the Super Nintendo or something. <laughs> and, like, it's just it's nightmare fuel, dude. Fuck. It's bad. I'm going like, to have a nightmare about that for sure. It's like MODOK. Yeah. It's, it's real bad. It's like, you, um, know when it's, you know when at the end of Harry Potter... Voldemort is on the back of that dude's head, and you're like, ugh. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> no idea. Baffling choices this year. <laughs> uh, I am not just like, oh, I am not okay with that at all. Oh, it was literally so freaky, you guys. Oh, don't watch it. Don't all right, watch it. So, Mac... Mac and uh, his dad become Indiana Jones together. So they yes. learn nothing. They learn nothing. They learn go nothing. back to doing relic hunting irresponsibly. Will, I think, is doing his th same thing, right? Will and Ronnie? He, Ronnie's just doing her thing. She's just, she's literally just like, I'm going back to the racetrack. Peace. She's at, like underrated. Okay. Yeah, okay. underrated. We'll talk about that in a minute, though. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Will actually has one of the best resolutions. He's like, yo, I'm going to go back to artifact recovery and I'm going to put a team together. Like I'm going to like make this into like a bigger business and like work with people now that I have that skill being the only character that really learned anything or changed during the season. He's able to have this moment during the finale. That's actually like slightly significant where he's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go off and be a successful entrepreneur now using these skills that i learned that now will allow me to work with others something that i couldn't do before he's put up with the most shit one. he put up with the most shit yes oh 100 the most shit unfair the so unfair. only one to learn a lesson it took him forever to learn a lesson that they started trying to teach him at the very beginning of the show but he did learn it, and it helped him in the finale. Dax, like I mentioned before, decides that he wants to be a director. This is not really growth. 
Um, and Rose is just like, I don't know. She's like, I'm going to go lead the church of Scientology or something. I don't even remember what the fuck she's she doing says. that in real life. Like that's the crazy shit. This is so fucking cursed, dude. Yeah. She's it's literally dumb. like, a, like a Jesus essential oils person now from what I could gather from Twitter. Yeah. So in real yeah. life, that's also, yeah, I don't even like we were joking about it, but then it turned out to be real. Like it was supremely uncanny valley. Yeah. Like I was like, this is the simulation gone wrong. All right. Ranger rankings review. Ronnie so the and Will are the, are the best Rangers this season. And they're still D's. They're like pretty close to the bottom of D even. But Ronnie kind of seems excited to be a Power Ranger, and that's kind of fun. And also doesn't seem like a terrible person most of the time. Um, and Will clearly gets treated badly by the others and still manages to be like, okay, the acting is pretty actually solid with him a lot. There's still D's, though, because like everything sucks here so much. I want to put Will in C so bad, but I can't. Because, like, he really, like, bared the cross for this entire show. I really wanted to give more of these Rangers a chance in general. You remember I talked about this early in the season. I said, you know, the, some of these characters might turn out to be kind of okay. Yeah, like, Ronnie, Ronnie, I think, is underrated because she's the most, like, excited of the bunch, and they make fun of her for it. But legitimately, the show is better because of her. Really giving it some thought, I think she is the best of this season. Rangers. Like, very thinly, very narrowly, she is the best of this season's Rangers. Um, yeah, I can agree to that. Because they do shit on Will a lot. Like, the thing is, is like, the thing about Will is like, you want him to be better, but the script does not allow for it. Yeah. And he tries so damn hard. Yeah. And I'm but, like, but, dude, you are selling it, but the words that are coming out of your mouth suck. They yeah, suck so totally. much. And, and they just do the thing with him where they occasionally make him a jerk for no reason, like Dax. Yeah. So Dax, it's impossible. Like the writers just made it absolutely impossible despite his. Yeah. Efforts. So Dax is the top of F. Yeah. Like I wanna, I, 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 I'm putting him at the very top of of the F ranking because it's like you want to like him so much. The actor clearly was trying at times. Um, there are aspects of the character that are very likable, but they just, the writers hated him so much. Hated him so fucking much. Never dude. seen anything like it so far on the show. This is this is nothing like Trini where they just treated her very badly and it was that kind of racism and they were just very insensitive to culture and like very insensitive to her as a person and all of that stuff like this is so much worse than that this is like very very hateful yeah this isn't mishandling this is like egregious this is like torpedoing somebody's acting career completely this is like I'm gonna. You accepted this role. This is like the devil's bargain. Yeah. You need to pay. You need to pay rent this month. Oh, buddy, 
Let me torpedo your act. It's like Trini was more her. like those white women that reinvented quote unquote Mahjong or something like that. You know what I mean? Where you're just really insensitively appropriating something and ham fisting it and making a fool out of yourself. And that's plenty bad. But, this felt like a this grudge. Is like, this, this felt like hateful. Some writer on that team hated Asian men and wanted to talk about it. Like, yeah, it's really messed up. Really messed up. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I can Dax. agree that Dax is probably the highest of the Fs. Yeah. Rose is like non-existent. I, I can't recall one significant scene from Rose outside of her like main introduction. Yeah, the rest of them are all like Mac is terrible. F. Mac, Mac, and that includes you... Sentinel Knight. Um, for the record, yeah, Sentinel Knight is up. also F. Of them, I'm not even going to try to differentiate. But you know who's like... worse than you know who's worse than Justin? Tyson. I think Mac. I think Tyson's worse than Justin. Actually, I think Mac is legitimately worse than Justin. You know what? I'm going to Justin. I doubt the actor that played you listens to this show because. It would be a horrible experience for you. Um, but <laughs> if you do, I just want to give you this shout out and say, Justin is better than Tyson, Mac, and Rose. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Rose is just, she and might I as well thought, have not existed at all. I thought Justin was the worst Power Ranger of all time. Yeah. I really need to emphasize that. I really, up until now, thought Justin was the worst Power Ranger of all time and that nothing, nothing could ever offend me as much. I really believed that. Yeah, nah, this is, this is some, this is some garbage. This is some grade A garbage. Yeah. Uh, one last Turbo comparison that I'm going to make is uh, they did a whole Destroying the Base episode and Turbo did it better. And Turbo's like a 3 out of 10 season. A lot of things Turbo did better. Wild Force 2, and it's fucked up to say that. So that's where we're at. Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. The destruction of, of uh, or the, I don't know. That's a, that's a toss-up to me. That's more of a toss-up, I think. Even though, I'm you remember, even, you remember, even as bad as the destruction of Animal Island was, just wrecking a billionaire's house as the finale was the dumbest, dumbest, absolute yeah. silly. You couldn't They're feel like anything. You couldn't feel anything. On the ground and breaking vases, and they mess up the home theater and all this like goofy oh, shit. Oh, my RC cars, my collectible RC cars. Yeah, oh. literally. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, Turbo did this. Yeah, I felt way more emotion in the Turbo finale than I did here. Even the stupid Animal Island and Wild Force felt higher stakes. It really did. You That's know. Wild. All right. I, I let's get into the the review. Let's review. You want to go first, or you want me to go first? I'll go first. I really didn't know how something could be worse than the worst Power Rangers we had seen so far. And when people talk about Operation Overdrive online. I'd just be like, can it really be that bad? It's so much worse, actually. Like, I, I feel like actually a lot of what I read about Operation Overdrive is still too generous. 
people are like trying to give it some slight passes, but there's so many things wrong with it. The villains are incoherent, nonsensical. The best villain gets treated like shit by the end, that being Calendar or Camber, Chamber, whatever the guy's name was. Can't even think of his freaking name because he just had some dumb name and everything is just so incoherent. And yeah, his him and his sidekick Miratrix were the best uh, villains, but they still just get dunked on towards the end for no real reason. Um, the worst villain ends up being the one that we see the most of, Flurious. He's so unlikable, freaky looking. He's always posing like there's something wrong with his taint. It's just like, that dude came straight out of fucking community college theater and then took that role. I don't even know what to say. It's bad. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Moltor is an okay villain, but just gets treated like shit, basically. So the whole thing with that doesn't make any sense. All the fights are too long. Um, there are these fight scenes that take up like half the episode in certain episodes. Um, and they're just long, incoherent fight scenes. This is not like a Dragon Ball Z. Two very powerful warriors are trading blows back and forth. Which one will fall first? Because like, it's not, like, just them being long that's bad. I watch stuff like Hajime no Ippo, where, like, they'll stretch a boxing fight out into three or four episodes sometimes. It just just one boxing match. And I, I don't have a problem with that when it's done well. But this is not like that at all. Instead, it's this long, incoherent series of events where it's like, Right now, we're fighting with swords. We move to the beach. I'm on a motorcycle. You're shooting rockets into the sky. Uh, we're in Zords. Now we're back on the ground. Like, none of it makes any sense at all. Very so much unnecessary violence. Just complete plot incohesion. Like, it was... Madness. Madness. And very could little... Could not tell what was going I on. I really need to emphasize that. There were times when Mystic Force or Dino Thunder or some of the other Disney-era Power Rangers were a little confusing um, in this way that... It's definitely like a Disney era thing now, I'm realizing. Like, Saban Power Rangers really wanted the episodes to be internally coherent, even if whatever plot was stupid. Like, they really yeah, wanted to be... Yeah, if it was a be... stupid plot, it didn't matter. They were seeing that sucker through. Yes, it had to be inter internally coherent. Um, the Disney era's not like that. They just pick stuff up and drop it. They don't really explain stuff as much. And this really suffers from that even more so. There were times in some of the Disney era Power Rangers where we'd get confused, wonder how we got here in different scenes and stuff like that. But to an extent, it was still able, we were still able to mostly piece it together a lot of the time. Here, literally, there, it's not like we missed a piece of dialogue. It's not like we looked away for a second. Sometimes we did, but usually not. Usually you'd be staring right at it and it's like they literally just did not explain that at all. And I don't know what's happening now as a result. Okay. Apparently that's what's happening. So that's the level of storytelling is just complete lunacy. It felt like television for toddlers. In that way where, where I... when you put on television that's made for like a two-year-old, they do not care if it really makes sense. You know, when they make shows like that, like they, they don't consistency and things like that don't matter to them. It's just the simple. This is only the show. Possible. 
This is only the show that you put on when you're a parent who does not moderate their child's content whatsoever. If you had any semblance of parenthood over the over the content that your children watch, any, literally any, you could see the faults with this show and you'd be like, change that garbage. Yeah. Like that's the only almost, way almost anyone would the find the only this way offensive. you would put this show on. Almost anyone would find this offensive. Yeah. Um you don't have to be left wing like us. It, like this shit just sucks. So I'm gonna give it a zero. I've really given it some thought. I was wondering about do I give it any points at all? And I finally decided the answer is no. I don't understand why this didn't get canceled. Like this shit should have been canned a long time ago. And like Kennedy was telling me because it's Disney, they don't just cancel shows. They have to kind of like finish the whole first season. But like this felt like a show that was made during like the Screenwriter Guild strike that happened a year later. Like that's how bad this show is. I thought that this show like the the very idea the not maybe the very idea but because we all know like the japanese season of this is like worse right because instead of working for the billionaire hobby lobby ceo you're working for the company and you're a private force for hobby lobby to get artifacts for them like that's the difference between the japanese version and the english version and frankly like i don't really want to watch it no <laughs> to be honest with you no, um, I don't. Somebody can convince me otherwise because I know it is an anniversary season. But, like, as far as I'm concerned, I really have no interest in seeing that. Um, however, it is an HD Power Rangers, which makes the show even worse because you sometimes get scenes of, like, clearly 16 by 9 footage that's being squashed down to 4 by 3 and it looks awful. Stupid. Why? Why do it? It's horrible. Just lazy editing, you know? Lazy writing, Across lazy editing, board. lazy cinematography, lazy I directing, thought, lazy acting. I thought maybe I should give it one point. I was like, maybe I could give it a one just because of Will and Ronnie. But not the, the cast that we haven't talked about. So like Trigaz, Trigun... Tizon. Tizon. There we go. Tizon. <laughs> Tizon being the only online one is fucking cursed as shit. So creepy. Rose being also online, but like in the worst way. Like she like drank her own Kool Aid and became like a Scientologist of sorts. Clearly, from what we can see on the social media, at least, that's what our interpretation of that is. And then the rest of them pretty much being offline. And Will himself uh, being the most successful of the bunch um, has an acting reel. And in his acting reel, there does not exist Operation Overdrive has, footage. Sorry, he actually has two acting reels and I watched them both. And they neither one had Power Rangers in it. So this guy does not really acknowledge that at all it's barely like really deep in his bio i found one single mention in a long list of things that he's done 
Yeah, probably for like SEO purposes, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's yep. what that reads to me. Yeah. Um, so 100%. if he doesn't want to acknowledge it, I don't want to acknowledge it. Zero out of 10. No reason to watch this season. None of it is canon. You can skip it. You can skip the whole season and you'll be fine. Alternatively, yeah. if you want, uh, in total, the canon episodes is 29 out of 32. So only three episodes were filler. I actually think, though, I'm not going to do it. To be clear, I want to say this right up front. But I think that someone could make a shorter canon guide to this season. Because I do believe there probably is a cut that's like that, yeah. Yeah, I think you could make like a 16 or maybe even like less episode cut of the season because there's a lot of episodes where it's like, yeah, they're still searching for a gem and they're going to find a clue, but like we can't give a shit every time they find a clue. That's the theme of the season and it's not significant. These things aren't literally these clues are just randomly strung together. So it's not like you're unraveling a coherent plot. This isn't the Da Vinci Code where like, oh, dog, in the painting, there's a symbol if you use a UV light or like National Treasure or some shit like that, right? Like this is not, this is not, um, this is not something where, and I'm specifically comparing to things that are mediocre here because I want to be clear that like this isn't meeting even a low bar of this kind of standard of storytelling. The, the, the quest to find each gem is like lazy JRPG, like you need the boots of Gambly Bomb. And then once you find those boots, you put them on and you'll find the hat of Weebity Blue. And then you'll find the statue of Glom Glom Glong. And you'll put the hat on the statue and put the boots in its hands and uh, actually i'm being too see i no i made it too coherent let me start over uh and then you put the tractor on a on a building in the middle of town like literally doesn't make any sense so i think that you could cut what needs to be seen down to like 12 13 episodes i agree so much so that I'm just going to edit it out. Whoever wants to make that cut, be my guest. Email sensitruther at gmail.com and I'll update the doc with your filler list. But until then, you can skip this season. None of it matters. None of these actors reprise their roles. Jungle Fury doesn't have an episode featuring Operation Overdrive characters. None of this matters. If you want to watch Operation Overdrive, watch Boo Kenger then. You'll you'll get a better story out of it. Yep. It For doesn't me, matter. I could care less about billionaire Power Rangers. I really I really could give a shit less. It doesn't somebody, matter at all. Yeah, if somebody wants to convince me otherwise, go for it cuz I understand that it's an anniversary season. But, no, but legitimately, let's I again, really let's really, for the last time before we get out of here, let's emphasize one more time that in the Retro Rangers episodes, they do not develop the story, the larger story of the Power Rangers at all. They don't develop those characters. They also don't develop, they literally bring Alpha back for a moment 
and he goes into the morphing grid or something like that to like fix to their give powers. them back their powers. And they don't even unexplain use... how Alpha can do it. Just unexplained. Like, you know, winky face. Of course, they I can do it. Even use that opportunity. They don't even use that opportunity to build something for the greater universe. We literally Alpha. Go, comes back to go into the morphing grid to give them their powers back, and somehow we don't learn a damn thing about the morphing grid. How is that possible? But no that's idea. the situation. That's the situation that we're in here. So, yeah, this 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 season is filler. Skip it. Um, yeah. And if someone wants to make a shorter canon guide so that someone can watch it if they want to, always consider it filler, even if we publish this guide. I want to be clear about that. Still consider this season filler. It's your option to watch it. But if somebody wants to make that guide, we will publish it because I'm not going to do it. I, it. I I live by the sword. I die by the sword. That's how I see it. But That's I am it. not. I'm not going to be recommending people watch 29 episodes of this garbage. You can't convince me that. No. You can't convince me of that. Sorry. This is Sensei Truther Club. I'm Grav. This is Kennedy. Forever. <laughs> Rangers, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And as always, you can find Kennedy and I on Twitter. I am at Gravcast and Kennedy is at Kennedy T. Cooper. Stay safe, Rangers, and may the power protect you.